does hasn't done shit since. I know he works. I think Killer Clowns from Outer Space was their production house. He directed this elaborate movie. So you're right. It's based on a political daily comic strip from the 50s when they okay. were going after simple Jay Malarkey at his Un-American Committee, right? <laughs> and basically, it was just ca cartoon characters, political politicians as animals. So you would have Fidel Castro. You would have... I don't know the Soviet. Yeah. What's the guy's name? Nikachov, whatever well, he was he in his the, 50s. He had the eyebrows. He was yeah. Nikov or something like that. They would show up in the swamp, but he really hated Senator Joe McCarthy, so he had simple Jay Malarkey. Right. Okay, so here, here we are. Pogo's our hero, and that's Porky Pine, and there's Albert the Alligator, and there's Howlin' Owl. Or Owl Howl Howl Owl to Owl Island. It's like Howl Howland Owl. Now this movie just jumps right into it. They're saying we want Pogo to run for president again. Okay, run for president of the United States, not of their yeah. little pond. Yeah, not of some imaginary swamp. Excuse my nose. Who is but the, the deal with is the blue hat again? The blue hat right there. That's Porcupine, and that's voiced by Jonathan Winters. Okay. Jonathan Winters, there's a, it's a killer's row of, of voice talent. There's Pogo. I don't know if you saw Fritz the Cat. Sure. Fritz. Yeah, so that's the voice of Fritz the Cat. Uh-huh. Albert the Alligator is none other than Stan Freeberg. Here, let's listen to him. How much for being... This, this guy, he's been around in, like, anime. Y'all got me to run in the past. But never again. Forget it. I don't so even like. Yeah. So they all—they all live in the swamp, and we're going to meet all the characters. I think the one character that's not in the movie is Beauregard Dog, but okay, they're all represented in here. You're gonna—it's interesting too. The voice sound, like I said, is fucking killer's row. One of the characters uh, is going to be voiced by Jimmy Breslin. Okay. And Ruth Buzzy. Yeah, go ahead. Jimmy Breslin. Yeah. Well, Jimmy Breslin, we know from New York. Uh, was he, did he write for the Daily News or the Post? They never really say. Oh, he wrote The Gang Who Wouldn't Shoot Straight. Guy. Right. He was a New York personality. Right, 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 right. Jimmy Breslin. Right. <laughs> he always wore a suit because he was a reporter. Right, right. And he had that voice. So it's yep. interesting about that. So we're introducing the villains. Here is like, his name is Molester Mole. And this is oh. Muskrat. Yeah, but they don't really Molester. call him Molester in this movie. And and what's Vincent? That's Vincent Price. What's his name? Vincent Price is the muskrat guy. I forget the first name. So the mole is Jonathan Winters, who plays three roles in this movie. And then we hear jo uh, Vincent Price doing the voice of the muskrat. What's interesting to me is that in this movie, muskrat seems like he's human, right? Big hook nose. And they're planning right here to uh, yeah, he control does. the elections. They're saying, "Listen, if we if we control the pieces, you know, we win the game. So okay. we put on some simpleton to run, and then we find a simple opponent, and we hold all the cards. So we need to get Pogo to run for president because Pogo's a dummy. A, a, oh yeah, he's like an every possum. He's an every possum, you know, and he's gonna people like him in the swamp." Pogo is a possum? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they have a bunch of characters. Let me see. I have a... 
You know what's really great? I got I got all my research uh, this time from YouTube. Uh, yeah. Ohio State just had a retrospective on Walt Kelly from last year, and they had a half hour video, virtual tour that was delightful. You know who who's influenced by this strip? Who's a lot that? of people. Dewsbury, obviously, for the political stuff. Uh, Bloom County, they had their own little Bloom County. Okay. Uh, uh, Dewsbury, of course, I mentioned that. Shoe, do you remember Shoe, where these owls ran a no. newspaper? Nope. Okay. Well, this, there's an owl that runs a newspaper in this trip, and uh, oh, wait, I think I do. Rem I I did. Oh no, that was. Oh yeah, right. Once there was an you owl here, and I was like, shoo, shoo, <laughs> shoo, right? No, no, different. It was the wrong thing. That alligator I've seen in Jeff Smith's bone. He has like a phone bone character, which looks like Albert the alligator with a even with a cigar. And then uh, Albert the alligator talks stupid. Boop, boop, boop. Well, he talks like Stan Freeberg. I don't know. Oh, if, okay. Do you remember Stan Freeberg? Does that name no. ring a bell to you? No, 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 no. You know how you know Stan Freeberg? Do you remember the Encyclopedia Britannica commercials where there was yeah. like some Simon, Uncle Cousin Simon kid who was like, what? That's his son, Donovan. And uh -huh. he directed all those Britannica, uh, Encyclopedia Britannica ads. So you know, we, you're right probably, that that guy's a human hanging out with all the animals. It's weird. But he's not, though. He's a muskrat, but <clears throat> he doesn't really come across. He kind of comes across, you know, as a Jew, I always point out anti-Semitism every chance I can get. But you got a hook-nosed, cloven uh, adult trying to, to manipulate things. So I don't think it was his attention. Yeah. Uh, Do you know how? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it wasn't the attention. It just comes, you know. My, no, my it might have been the intention. It might have been. <sighs> they're they're hoodwinking. They're hoodwinking Pogo right now to take his photos so they could use it for the campaign. There's no. It's interesting this movie because it was supposed to come out four months before the 1980 uh, election. That right? would have been perfect. Would have been perfect. They were promised that, and then the company reneged. They said, "Now we're not going to." They even had a company poster set up and everything. In their best interest, that's when it would make more money. Well, you know what they did? They decided to release it as a video cassette available at Photomat. So in 1980, if you went to a Photomat kiosk, you could purchase for whatever the retail price in 1980 for a video cassette. Uh-huh, $7.99. Oh, yeah, it was $7.99. <laughs> it was like $59. I think it was $54. Oh, like those first – remember that? I remember that. Yeah. And then, like, would always next thing you know, they'd be 20 bucks. Well, a lot of times it was priced because they want to keep it rental. Like if you bought ET back in the day for 20 bucks, you would never re-rent it. No. So they, oh yeah, it's available for retail. It's $89.95. Oh, you got gotcha. better. You might as well rent it. Mm -hmm. It's cheaper to rent it. Yeah. So this movie, like I'm going to get into the detail about the production. Cause I watched this guy has a, a playlist of all the co press coverage in 1980 Evening magazine. Oh, wait a second, hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Like, okay, are they doing a press photo right now? I mean, he's on Mount Rushmore. Yeah. He's a president. He is on Mount Rushmore. And so I think okay. what it is is like he's poked his like, hey Pogo, do you mind poking your head in there? And he's like, sure. So he and got then, into doing it because yeah. they really want him to okay. Are we getting hilarity right now? Do you know how many so they say like it takes them like eight hours to build a model? And they use like wood and scalpels to kind of and brushes to smooth things right. down. Right. But they can only use a model for like four seconds worth of film. 
and then they mm -hmm. have to use a new model because it gets too dirty. So every wow. time you see a scene, it's a new model. That's There's so crazy. much effort. And you know, I've, I remember the trailer and when I watched some of the other video, obviously we want to thank Joe 4-H man for posting this, but this dude, is like dude. one of the worst copies I've seen. You know, it's not a great copy. Thanks it's, for it's nothing, nothing, dude. Thanks for nothing, dude. I want my money back, Joe H. Listen, uh, Wait till you see Stewardess School next week. It's just as, you know, awful <laughs> VHS copy on YouTube. Oh, I saw Stewardess School on Prime Video. I don't know if I could watch a cheap version of it. Yeah, well, if you're watching our show, you're gonna. We have the but Greek if, one. We also have the Greek one. But if you watch this, like the first generation version of this, it's yeah. smoother than the Smurfs. I mean, it's gorgeous looking. Absolutely well, yeah, gorgeous. It is, you know, and they made this whole world and we're in this big, you know. I think there's a disconnect because one, it is difficult to switch mediums, right? Yeah. I mean, and it's one thing to do an animated special. Chuck Jones did a uh, Pogo special in 69 that the uh, creator hated. Oh, and... Uh, he did what he responded was that well kelly came up with his own cartoon which is on youtube it's gorgeous absolutely gorgeous uh but it was never finished so if you have a chance to check out walt kelly's animation it's great but a lot of things get lost like he's great because his he he was a disney animator like he's credited on dumbo he's uncredited for fantasia he left in 41 uncredited, but okay yeah he did a bunch of shorts with them and stuff like that when he started doing animal comics he still applied that animation flow so everything is vibrant and moving and full of life and he has this great detail and then his calligraphy the lettering he does is so great we're going to meet a character named pt bridgeport the jimmy uh, breslin guy and right. when he speaks it's calligraphy like it's you know like a movie like a pt barnum poster who's showing so, up in this limo he's having a fantasy so let me tell you what's going on this is all political humor minus the politicians so it's basically how to run for office they want they just said hey albert you're going to be the campaign manager for pogo and you're going to make lots of money and then he fantasizes him on a limo <laughs> look how so beautiful that, yeah it's gorgeous i mean all and this stuff is gorgeous yeah and it's now, really we're seeing a very bad copy very bad copy but the question he asks is that if you're familiar with the comic strip, what does this have to do? I mean, on its own, it's beautiful, right? And if they were doing like the adventures of Sanitary Napkin, it would be a great original story. But they're taking, you know, Walt Kelly's story. Right. And they're creating it into this full length 90 minute uh, masterpiece and things get lost. You know, there's a disconnect. Yeah. You can never really replicate the cartoon so you go okay no problem we'll, we'll do it unless on the you actually story. you did it like a an animation that was a black and white sketch in a you know right well you know yeah. it's funny i saw this movie in the theater on tuesday and it was in black and white should have gone mm -hmm. sunday this movie yeah the, the daily showing white. was in black and white but on sunday Why? it was in color because it's a comic strip and i'm trying to make a joke oh okay 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 yeah okay. Right. so so monday through saturday it's black yeah and white. It's in bla yeah okay okay but sunday there <laughs> now what is shoot going on i don't know what's the plot at all is this sure i'm, I'm gonna tell you this? so they have bullet points of of how a campaign works and they're making fun of it okay so right now howlin owl it just printed oh here it goes he goes ah 
blasted punk rock, miserable punk rock. <laughs> and it's 1980. Yeah. So that was a little inside. That that one was for us, the kids. Yes, that's right. Who've never heard of fucking Bolt Kelly, but heard of punk rock. <laughs> oh, I just spilled coffee. Yeah, oh, me? When I first watched this film, I said, I don't like this. And then I called Mike and I said, I, I let's skip Pogo. And he goes, I'll tell you what, let's make it a switcheroo. And I said, great, great. Because look how pretty it is. Look how beautiful it is. Oh, it's definitely worth watch, but it's not, it's not the strip. Uh, and what they're doing is, so the, the guy who has a newspaper, he wrote Pogo wins election. And right. it lands on Albert. And and by the way, the turtle, you want to guess what the turtle's name is? Uh, is it Slowpoke? Is it Shelly? It's Shelly. It's Shelly, it right? No, it's Femi La Church. Femi La Church. Okay. Is she French? And, yeah, I guess. But it's, it's feminine, right? Fem? Anyway, so it's yeah. uh, Arnold Stang. Our buddy Arnold Stang does the voice. Mr. <laughs> Top Cat. Hercules goes to New York. Uh, right. And, you know, him and Jonathan Winters were both in It's a Mad, 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 Mad World. Yeah, I guess I need to watch that film again. Everybody references it all the time. I remember it, but uh, I didn't. I wasn't laughing as hard as everybody else. It's one of those movies where it's, uh, you're not going to laugh out loud. You know, either well, you're going to. You, I did a couple times. They, What is her name? Merman? Ethel? Ethel uh, yeah, Ethel Merman. Yeah, so she's in the car bitching and complaining to the, the son-in-law. And then the driver goes, boy, I don't envy being you, buddy. <laughs> With this <laughs> Thomas, old yes. horse right to her face. Well, it wasn't literally to her face, but she's in it the It was room. Terry Thompson, right? He must he knows have been embarrassed bad. in front of the whole cabin. <laughs> oh, everyone's thinking what he's saying. Ethel Merman is such a hottie. And then in this movie, they just kind of make her into this awful mother-in-law. <laughs> all right so what's going hottie. on is that she was <sighs> never a hottie even well when she was young i guess but oh you, you mean during those swimming spectacles she was hot okay she was certainly all thin. Right. All right. i'm off my glasses hey mister yeah. here's your glasses oh that's the so, bad guy and a good guy helped them so what they're going to do is they need to find an opponent somebody who uh they can manipulate. They did. So, so this guy is named Fremont the Bug. He's a legitimate character. And he he ran, when Pogo ran for president in 1950, this was his competition. All he says is two words. Just fine. That's his mom right there. So they're so That's excited. That this, I think it's cute. This is one of the only good things I like before I told you. I don't want to do this. This is indeed a pleasure. Let's hear the just fine voice. Just he hang. The natural talking fool. That's Vincent Price. Just fine. So we're not making fun of politicians. We're making fun of the political American process of running for can uh, for presidency. So there'll be fundraising. There'll be canvassing. There'll be the convention. These are kind of the bullet points they hit. Uh huh. So they're evergreen. You know, it's not. Uh, it's they're not making Joseph McCarthy jokes. You know, so is he going to be their opponent? I didn't see this. That's right. Okay. Nothing really happens in this movie, Carl. But yeah, that's exactly right. He's going to be the, the the opponent. All right. Well, that's fine. That's just fine. I let me see if I can find. So I want to talk a little bit. 
John Ellis has a, a YouTube channel and he has all these uh, evening magazine and stuff. So from what I learned from evening magazine from 1980, uh, this is called Flexiform Animation. And they use character models to change the position and shape. They shoot it frame by frame. They use extensive storyboards. They have over a thousand panels. Uh, they use like uh, sculptors use tools to reach out in smooth places like a brush and scalpel. It takes five to eight hours to make a model. Depends mm -hmm. on uh, then each character lasts forty eight seconds. And every time you see a model, it's a new one. Also, like there's the background, of course, the swamp. They have these model characters and then they have little miniature props. Like we'll see food yeah. and like, you know, uh, bon chocolate bonbons with chocolates inside. All of that's like neat. Paint or a phone or a hat. You know, we're going to see something really cool. We're going to see a working functional pinball machine. Huh. Uh, and, and the guy said it took him two months to build. Wait, working and functional. So it's not a pinball machine. It's a model. It's a miniature pinball machine that has a bunch of switches that turn lights on and off. Now, am I at all looking at clay because the way their eyebrows go and their expressions? Yeah. Okay. It's clay over the model or it's a model clay? The model is made out of clay. And what they do is it's, they shoot it frame by frame and okay. they use the tools to move the mouth. They keep the, the characters there and they move it, you know, ever so slightly. That's why it looks a little more realistic. So basically, now, if you ever read the strip, when they go fishing, the boat has a different name on every panel, and they kind of honor that. Yeah, it looks great. No, but under the water, looking down on them through the water, visually stunning. Yeah. I think I'll stop I mean, bringing it up. Well, I think the director does a great job. Look at that. Oh, well, you know, men of my age wear corsets. <laughs> Is that a girdle, essentially? Yeah, right. Wow. Yeah, I'm thinking it's, of doing that. I'm thinking of investing uh, 86 bucks and getting myself a pair of Spanx. I'm going to get myself a toupee, and when it falls off, I'm going to be super embarrassed. And then when my shirt comes off and my corset's revealed, I'll be, like, even double embarrassed. Now, a corset is that one with strings in the back, and you pull it tight, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm getting Spanx. Spanx. Spanx is no problem. There is a nod on this thing. One charming... Now, Jonathan Winter does three voices, but the voice of Porcupine sounds exactly like Jonathan Winters that we know and love. The depressed Jonathan yeah. with, you know, no one likes me. Oh. oh, that one? I think of Jonathan Winters as being goof, like... Uh, let's hear it. Okay, yeah, I'm oh, sorry. Let me... Gotta put your pressure down here. That is, if you get a bite, all them things on. I don't know what's going on on that other side there. I ain't gonna worry about that. This, this is a side. You see, if I was to get a bite... <laughs> oh, you know what? I got it on the setting. Oh, golly, let me give you a hand. Do you notice the uh, name on, on the book? Isn't, I'm sorry, is, wasn't he like the middle-aged chubby guy? He would play yeah. kids sometimes and you'd be, be on television all the time. All the time. He played Mirth, Mark and Mindy's son, in, towards the end of the season show. Don't remember they that. gave birth to a grown, a grown man? No, I don't. Uh, look, look. Yeah, he, I'm not mentioning how right? that looks. No, I'm, I didn't say that. Uh, good old squirt. I think the fish. So basically, all Ugo wants to do in this movie is to fish with his best friend, Porcupine. But okay. the swamp won't let him. 
they want him to run for president. Yeah. And this is going to bum out Porky. And, you know, Coco is never. Listen, don't comment. comment. I'm not commenting. You know, it's interesting that evening magazine, they talked to the director and he was saying, if we could do it, we will do it. We will make it possible. So you will notice like Albert will be blowing smoke rings or there'll be bubbles coming out of a cauldron or you can see underneath the water. They kind of go beyond what they this you, you know, know how many how many it was for this? I could tell you how much time they spent on it for a crew of forty five. No, thank you. So you don't know like, it must have been so ten months. It must have been so much money. Now, these little mice I don't get. They're like kind of, they are now in the business of polling, P O L L I N G. So they're going to, yeah. So, you know, when uh, they're going to call up and say, what do you think of this candidate? Okay. So this is the political humor that I mean. Like it shows the the ropes of the elections and what you have to do, but without naming names. They're not doing Jimmy Carter jokes. They're not doing, uh, Uh just the process. The title itself is based on Eisenhower. I like Mike. I like Ike. I Excuse me. I like Pogo. Yeah. So when I like Ike was popular, I right. go Pogo was the daily comic response. I like Mike. I like Mike too. Yeah. I want to be like Mike. Yeah, be like <laughs> Mike Spiegelman. Yeah. Well, that movie, Like Mike, was great. I had a great time on set, and they were really, you know, a little bow wow was terrific. That's good. Yeah. Then I found out it wasn't about me. Yeah, what a bummer. Okay, see, look, a little smoke coming out of here. Okay, now this is like a funny bit. They're trying to figure out the campaign. And the owl says, well, we're down a half a million. And then the, the turtle's going to turn to Albert and goes, what did you do with a half million? Yeah, I remember this. I remember this. That's right. It was going to be all this mix-up. And then the owl's going to say, well, actually, we, we're back a million. And then the, the turtle's going to say, a million and a half? Where did we spend that? So, no, we never uh, had it. It's like uh, Lewis Carroll funny logic, right? Let's listen. Go off with her head. Oh, you give it back. See, he wants the half a million back. Leave it, leave it. Neither of you understand me. What, what do you mean? mean? Nobody took anything. What? Well, we never had anything to begin with. That's why we're short. In fact, not only are we short a half a million dollars, we're short a million dollars as well. Oh, no. That makes a million and a half missing. The problem See. is increasing every minute. Who else knows about this? Hmm. Nobody actually. Yeah, so it's like, I don't know, Alice in <laughs> Can you imagine spending all day, all night doing claymation and then having it ruined by that music? <laughs> <laughs> all these things are built. The, the sneakers in the background, look at the Well, I think that's clay. The... But look at that, the owl. I mean, that owl. The, the apple, apple with the bite. Yeah. yeah. The pan. We'll see the pinball machine. There's going to be a car chase at the end. It looks great. For sure, I mean, you could get. I don't know. I guess Showtime in the '80s was pretty classy. This movie came out on uh, a video cassette in '80 in time for the election, and then on November second, nineteen eighty-two, the midterm election, HBO premiered it. 
So it actually premiered on the midterm election. So it did get yeah. its little wish. And Disney released it on video, I think, in 84. And it was an 89 version, but it's never been on DVD. Now, the thing is, it, it, back in the day, HBO was number one, right? right. And then yeah. Showtime was number two. If you didn't have HBO, right. then you got... Then there was a third one with like an E. There was like always... There was a Epic. third teal, any, tier, anything under HBO and Showtime. Stars, stars, epic, encore, um, yeah, maybe Cinemax, which I think was HBO, or no, that was Showtime, I think. Cinemax, no, that was oh, was so it let's listen to Jimmy Breslin. You know what? Well, we had one of those, but uh, this is Sam Freeberg right here. A misunderstanding, friend Lizard. I'm referring to reimbursement of the pecuniary kind of money. So P.T. Bridgeward, he comes in, he says, hey, you guys are going to run a campaign. You need me for fundraising, and I'll take a cut. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so this is like the, the flourish language, the calligraphy language, and so they use Jimmy Breslin. He said he had our best interests at heart. Well, not at heart exactly. Boink. More like in his pocket. He gets interest for everything he does. Ah. Oh, interesting. Tell you what I'm going to do for you, boys. I'll organize this whole thing for you, and it won't cost you a single cent other than a small share of the results. Say, 70 to start and add expenses on later. <laughs> These politicians, right? What a bunch of politicians. Huh? That's politics, folks. So, you know, what difference does it make if he's going to take 71 if he could raise 70? Right? And he's like, whatever, we'll do it. So yeah, here we are. Nothing. Yeah, right. So now they're doing fundraising for Pogo. And I, I am going to play the scene with... What's that? Gambling? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a big thing in this in this bit. Uh -huh. I'll, I'll play the Jimmy Breslin bit, which is one of the funniest things I've seen him hands down. You know, this movie's uneven, but there's this great, 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 great scene where Jimmy Breslin just kind of breaks it down. So I will definitely play it. But, you know, they're doing little jokes. They got... Here, look at this pinball machine. This is for reals. took this guy two months to build because like we see the numbers going yeah and the lights and the board like i don't wow. know about the ball but yeah. they have a little remote control switch to light up the the bumpers Do and you the numbers happen yeah. to know is this the size of a table or is it the size of a room that's a great question it is this it is a miniature they showed it on the evening magazine it's okay. like something on some guy's desk right Okay, so before we go to Jimmy Breslin doing a little card game, Porcupine's trying to rip these guys off with the old shell game. Right, and he keeps ripping himself off. Because there's a P under each shell. Yeah. Which you, it just leads to Jonathan Winters going, well, I, I guess uh, I better do a better job next time. You know. I don't know about these frogs. I never really figured it out. Well, they're gamble. Well, okay. Gamble frogs. <laughs> <laughs> look at this little okay so it's it's manual yeah yeah this is all like they built the merry-go-round and then they they moved the claymation no but i mean it's not like a mechanic like a per, a human pushes it no no they got a, a flintstone animal in there saying it's it's a living oh. <laughs> yeah. it's a living so this is one thing is they, they spin around. okay here we go I'm going to be quiet. Right the, they're changing. Come here, see. Don't you want to take a chance and see a little bit of life? We want Pogo. 
Put your money up for Pogo. A buck for Pogo is a buck well spent. Put your money down. Oh, where's the money? Okay. Now, you got the game. I'm taking one look at you, and you've got the whole thing right there. This is your day. Take your shot. <laughs> hey, I know a winner when I see one. Let me tell you right now, you're going to win the whole house. Besides, we're trying to help somebody here. This is a worthy cause. Dollar. What are you worrying about? Do you think I would do anything to you, boys? Come on, you know me. I've been with you. A buck for Pogo is well spent because Pogo's for you. I just happen to be the man in the vortex of the occasion. Believe me, the satisfaction of walking out of here and knowing inside me that I've done something good is rewarding. They lost? Nice, nice sleep. Yeah, check it out. Tuck it right under my neck. I look up at the sky, tell myself as I think of you. Another day that I fool those silly bastards. <laughs> Is that genius? Yes. He gives he gives that little speech to the frogs. You can trust me. Come on. It's a dollar for Pogo. And he takes the dollar and he goes, moments like these, I stay up and I in my bed and just think about how I cheat those little bastards. <laughs> he just says it right to their face. Okay, yeah. so let's hear Jonathan Winners. Okay, here's Winners. He's under three shells. You know, I never did get to know how to do this real good. Well, I'm confused. I will right, never, never mind. Ahead here. No, no, you got to let it play through. You got to let it play through. Okay, he's done. This isn't yeah, the I love that. Winters that makes me laugh. It's. Oh, well, Jonathan Winters makes me laugh. Uh, Jonathan Winters makes me laugh, too. But this isn't the one. I don't know. It's a little low. Yeah, no, this is, it doesn't seem like, other than that speech that Jimmy Breslin gives, I don't think anything really kind of connects to me. Like, I understand what they're doing. They're, they're offering a fundraiser and they're milking everybody. There's this right. great routine that's going to come up after this where they're going to go canvassing, which okay. is basically they put a piece of canvas under the floor and they shake the, the voter until all the coins land on the canvas and they take the canvas. <laughs> that's canvassing? <laughs> So uh, the mole man is kind of in charge, and he says, I have an idea. I want you to dress up as a mom, and I'm going to dress mm. up as a baby, and this is how we're going to infiltrate it. Because they're at the enemy's funding. Yeah. Well, well, you know I what? The enemy, they've never talked to Pogo directly. Like, Jimmy Breslin has spoken more. Now they have a kissing booth, and Arnold Stang, the little pervert, is like, oh, you know who would be perfect? Uh, the female character. The uh, female character. No, there's two female characters, and I think Ruth Buzzy all- is one of them. Yeah, I think she's two of them actually. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And you can hear her voice; she's so good. We know Ruth, but here she is. Let's take a listen to Ruth. Oh, piggy me so Uh, Miss Hepzibah. Oh no, how about Miss Hepzibah? What a lovely day! Oh no, that's not it. Oh. <laughs> Oh, uh, would you like to go to a movie? No, uh, that doesn't sound right. I know, I'll speak to her right now. And then someone pops up. Hello, Miss Hexaba. What's her name? Hescaba. So Hescaba. the little pervy turtle is going to say, we want you to do the kissing booth. <laughs> and Ruth Buzzy is going to be like, oh, no, I can't. Oh, oh, oh. Um, uh, we have in mind an activity that will put to use your natural talent. Oh, but of course. I shall organize a grand deck sale featuring my famous strawberry shortcuts. 
Yeah, well, that's nice, but how about kissing critters for a buck each instead? Oh, so this is what I can expect from my friends. That I should stay in a window and kiss oh. strangers. I, well, so no, we, I can't believe. Fuzzy, but we get her with a French accent. Right. And then she does another voice, but she does a great job. She does what, you know, she came in. Everyone here is fucking. I haven't even talked about Sam Freeberg. Sam Freeberg is like a cult comedy classic classic guy. I don't know if you heard of him before. He was a radio head. He did a show for decades, but he, for me, he's, he did a country, comedy albums, History of America, right. uh, St. George. Freeberg. Yeah. He did a St. George and the Dragnet, Dragon Net, where they, you know, Joe Friday hunts a dragon or something like that. Well, uh, how do he's you a spell funny guy. his last name? How do you spell his last name? Yeah, that's a good question. So it's not spelled like a normal Jew. It's it's F R E B E R G, Freeberg. F E R E. What'd you say? F F R E. Okay. B E R G. Freeberg. Freeberg. Okay, I'll look him okay, up. Okay, they mean. found a solution. Look at the solution. He's going to get kissed. Yeah, by there you go. Yeah, don't kiss them. They'll turn into princes. He punched him. Yeah, and that's the end of that story. I guess what's going to happen here. Fake boobs. Those are fake boobs. She's dressed up. That's. Yeah, we know Vincent okay. Price. Hey, Carl, did Vincent Price ever live in New Jersey? I don't know the answer. We saw one of his movies on this show. Um, yeah, it was easy research for me because we've already, you already researched these people in previous movies. Yeah. So, gosh, yeah. He was like, he killed himself to get rid of this evil spirit guy. I remember that. That was a good movie. I like that film. Look All right, everything's total chaos. Here's Miss Beaver. Yeah. Uh-oh, guess what's going to happen? And they're claymating all of this. It looks good, though. Look at this poor bear. <laughs> yeah, the guy who's yeah. robbing everyone blind. Poor bear. Poor bear. But he doesn't show up. That's it. He's done. So, uh, what? We won't big... see the fundraiser guy for the rest of the. No, movie? he's not. Well, he's going to show up with a bill, and they're going to go, "What? Well, what?" <laughs> you know, and they're they're counting their money. And then, yeah, the the bear's going to show up and take take the most of it and then never show up again okay and what do they spend the money on tv commercials right they they well it's for the campaign they're going to create a slush fund problem is oh. carl all this money is is grubby and dirty yeah so they're going to go to miss beaver to launder the money <laughs> this is what i mean by political humor <laughs> Ham boys, yeah. it's really appreciate you commiserating with my Reaper. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna oh, give that, you that, a rebate on your compensation, and yeah, and that's it. Now he's out of here. Takes the money and runs. I don't know. Like I recommend the comic strip. I definitely like. Uh, you can kind of get lost. I I just recently read a bunch in the Smithsonian comic book book. And they cool. showed the first instance of Pogo and then this really delightful, you know, it wasn't common for these daily strips to be based on actual comics. Right. So this was, he stopped in 41 and then this, this strip started in 48. Okay, okay. They're canvassing right now. They put the piece of canvas underneath and they shake out all the coins. 
and we're going to have a, a montage of this. Now, what is canvassing in real life? Are you asking questions or? Yeah, right? you or go door to door, you talk to, uh -huh. yeah, you go canvassing. You, you see what the people need. And their joke is that you just uh, rob them blind. You go, okay, I'm canvassing. I knock on yeah. your door. What do I That's say? Right. You say Pogo for president. Hi, hi, uh, Mr. Spiegelman. I'm here with the Pogo for presidency. Uh, and then, you know, can I get your support? So they're going, but basically they're canvassing and they're just milking them for money. Okay. So they're not asking shake. them questions. They're talking about their candidate. Yeah, they are. But at the same time in this comedy, they're shake, you know, they're yeah, yeah, yeah. Shake, literally shaking them down. Let's see if I have any, uh, let's hear for a second. Look at all that. Sure, of course. Right, Cersei. There's no way we can run a campaign with dirty money. The public will never stand for it. <laughs> you're right. Come on, we'll start to give it back. Give it back? Give it back. Have you lost your mind? Now, I think this is also laundry. Why it's always the same. Folks, it does sound like Ruth, right? Things up, never give it a clear to the grease and grime. Yes. It's simply awful. Yes. Then everybody okay, so, expects it all to come out in the water. Do you see that cauldron? Oh, not there. That's the. She uses okay. the frog to wash the clothes. He's, he's going to say, are you cleaning that frog? She's like, no, it's the frog helps me with the It's a living. Uh, but there is a cauldron full of money, of slushy money. It's the slush fund. Right, okay. You now, get it, Carl? He's got it. Well, yeah, a slush fund is like the fund you use like for incoming, outgoing cash, like petty cash and stuff. And it's a good way to like hide money launder money you know just throw right. it in the slush fund oh i guess they bought hot dogs with it these canvassers but when really they're, you're withdrawing for your own albert's so, really excited oh so they're making a pun they need to go raisin and they the only raisins we like are on cereal they got to raise funds so they're talking about raisin now he stuck his head into the slush fund he loves he can't get enough of that slush fund carl sorry so yeah, he uh, he's gonna do this little shtick. He's got the then the owl is gonna Albert be like alligator is in there. Albert alligator, yeah. Okay, okay. Now the owl is gonna be like, "Hey turtle, pass me that slush fund." He goes, "I don't know. I don't see the slush fund. I don't see the Albert." <laughs> So where's the money? It's still in the pot. Yeah, I don't really understand it. This is my fourth time watching it. Okay. I think so. I think that's what's implied. I don't know why the alligator would, I don't know why it's in a cauldron or why the alligator would stick his head into it, but you know. Is it dumb we're blocking the subtitles? I kind of don't mind. You know, he, he has this kind of Southern Gothic cadence, you know, uh, and they kind of replicate it. So the YouTube closed circuit doesn't really get every single word right. Yeah. So fuck it. But now, so Porky mistakes uh, Albert as the dark horse candidate. So they're going to do some dark horse candidate jokes. Okay. 
Like, I don't know. I was watching this film and I just wasn't into it. They just kept doing obvious things. And, and, and so I, you know, I'm glad you're doing the switcheroo because I did want to see it, but. I really do. I mean, I think this is, there's so much love and so much sweat into this movie. Yeah. That it, it should it. definitely be seen, you know, mm -hmm. and the original source is not the end of the world. This isn't like strawberry shortcake or. These aren't fucking California raisins, right? There's, you know, it's based on something kind of solid. The problem is, is that something got lost in translation from translating this into a claymation movie. The the fun of the actual strip is gone. And, you know, I was watching that Ohio State uh, Billy Ireland ca uh, Cartoon Museum virtual wait, 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 wait. So I, if I had researched this movie, it would only been about the movie, right? Like. So remember, I told you that it, there was the perfect copy of uh, Stewardess School is in Greek. Yeah, yeah. I was on my walk, and I said, Mike, to research this film, would learn Greek. You know, to, I'm almost done. All, all I know is that I don't. I appreciate your research, and I just <laughs> go with it on the show. So uh, I did want to. I did watch that Ohio thing because I was actually interested in it. And they entered, they had Gary Trudeau. They had the guy who did Calvin and Hobbes. They all spoke about oh, this yeah, comic yeah. strip, but they showed examples of the actual political humor. So part of it is that uh, Aldi, Ste Aldi Stevenson, what's that dude's name? Adley, 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 Adley Stevenson. Yeah. He, was he a, didn't really want to run, but they Adley. needed him to run. And this is kind of the, the joke they play with. Like, they're telling them that no one's going to vote for anybody, so it might as well be Pogo. Okay. You know, it's it's a win-lose situation. He doesn't want to run for office, but if he doesn't run for office, then people are going to vote for someone else or they're not going to vote at all. Right. So he, you know, so he's just kind of there. I don't know. It's this weird logic. Yeah, that's right. He never wanted to do it. So has he been recruited yet? Because they've raised money yeah. for him. We haven't yeah. seen him at his own fundraising thing. No, we haven't. He's the star of this movie. Now they're playing a little song about your friend sucks. I think the song is called. It's hard to be a friend. No uh, you, you coward. Yeah, Pogo's not there. He can't go fishing. Life sucks. He's running for <laughs> office. But he's not, right? He's. No. No he, He's being. He's being pushed along, you know, and at one point he's going to leave. He's not going to accept the nomination, but now they're on the bullet checkpoint where they have to go to the convention. So we're going to go to the convention after this little sad song. Uh, the convention is next. Is it a metaphor for the country and they're really electing someone for their little pond or no? Well, that's it's, the thing. No. I mean, like, Admiral Stevenson reluctantly ran. And that's mm -hmm. kind of the, the original storyline of I Go Pogo in the 50s. And so that's kind of remains, but there's no reference to real reference to politicians, just the political process in this cartoon. So I don't know if that's funny <laughs> and I don't know what it has to do with Pogo. I mean, like, it's like saying I'm doing a Dune when Dunesbury did their animation special, like the TV right. special, they, they focus on Walden. When he did the Broadway show, he was based on the characters and them growing up in the 80s and leaving Walden. So okay. it was character-based. But these characters aren't that interesting. Mm -hmm. They just have goofy, funny lines and goofy, funny voices. Right. And the funny voices are great. God bless Stan Freeberg. God bless, uh, you know, Jonathan Winters and everybody. But it's like great voices and great claymation and nothing else. <laughs> God bless the... 
God bless Ruth Buzzy. God bless Vincent Price. God bless yeah. Arnold Stang. Arnold Stang. God bless him. Jimmy Breslin's voice. Okay, so here's the people who have died since this movie came out. Jonathan Winter. They were all Arnold my Stang, friends. Ben Freeberg. Bob McFadden, The Owl, Jimmy Breslin. And of course, Walt Kelly passed away. Walt Kelly passed away in 73. So Wait, these are drawing. people who died? Died? Died. Yeah, these they were all my friends. And they died. Jonathan Winters got hit by a something train. <laughs> One thing you could find in YouTube, and I had watched it previously, was there was a, like, the Sunday Funnies. Well, was, no, the Fantastic Funnies CBS special. So it was an okay. animated special about the, the comic strips. And it starred a real-life and animated version of Lonnie Anderson. And they show, Lonnie here's Anderson. a clip from the upcoming I Go Pogo movie. And they show the the walnut shell game. Uh, so I had seen, you know, I had seen clips of this movie previously. and just never really had access to it. Stan Freeberg, I love you more than all the others. And I salute you, brother. <laughs> all the people in this film who died, died, died. So I Go Pogo was released direct to video in September 1980 by Photomat. F-O-T-O-M-A-T. So it was never weird. released in theaters as planned, even though there's a movie poster. It has never been officially released on DVD, only on VH and beta in 80, 84, and 89. Interesting. Huh. Yeah. I think it's crazy. Like, um, they must, the people working this film must have no overtime. They must have worked like, you know, 24-hour days and shit like that. Yeah. So. They really must have. Look how pretty yeah, so, it was. I didn't say that. I'm not bringing that up anymore. What's that? Well, it was pretty. It was all black silhouette, and then they zoom in close, and the colors pop. Let's let's talk about the 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 name of the boat because in the comic okay. strip he changes it. And he puts different yeah. names in there, and they right. do that here. And I can't tell if that's cool or not. Yeah, it's cool. Does it pull you out? No, change the boat name every time. All right. All right. They're getting ready for the convention. Okay. No, I haven't seen anything. Because on to the convention, we'll put Pogo across on the first ballot. Where's Pogo? Pogo. How are we going to vote for a non-existent candidate? Yeah, Pogo's barely you. in this movie. Thank you. Somebody had to say it. Pogo's not in this movie. It's his name. I go Pogo, but it's basically his pals trying to get him into office. Yeah. That, is that telephone. his Pogo logo? That's the Pogo logo. <laughs> Bogo. You know, uh, I had a great deal. I bought a Pogo for full price. Yeah. And then and the other one was one? half off. Yeah. yeah, it was a Bogo yeah, Pogo po sale. <laughs> po Pogo. Buy one Pogo, get Pogo. one Pogo free. The Bogo Pogo Go Bogo. <laughs> That's a Pogo. That's a Bogo no-go. Now, do you see what they did? They threw him in the uh, suitcase and threw him in the trunk, and then they're going to spend <laughs> the rest of the time going, where's Pogo? Really? in the trunk, fellas. <laughs> we ain't got no candy. Hey, hey, y'all. Hey, in here. Where do you suppose a little swap? Man, I'll tell you, the first time I got Amazon Prime, the first thing I did was watch Fritz the Cat, which they have oh, yeah. available. yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, that's well, it goes pretty far. He he uh remember in the bus, the scene in the bus 
with the pussy with the uh, I forget. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. I I saw it and I was like, wow. And then of course there's a sequel, The Nine Lives of Fritz the Cat, that had nothing to do with anything. I didn't see uh, it, but you have to pay for that. You know, and Jonathan Winters, of course, is Big Papa Smurf. Oh, is that right? He's yeah, like the Hanna Barbera cartoon series from the eighties. He was the well, yeah, Papa that's a, I missed that. Uh, so many people, I I miss that whole part of pop culture. Every time I see a Smurf, I just it's just so dumb. Yeah, it hit me pretty hard. We used to go to like the Hallmark star store and and buy Smurfs. With, oh, like, really? Smurfs. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, my friend Taylor Holland, we would use Super 8, and then he would burn them, and we would light them on fire and, and film it. That's cool. Well, that I, I guess. But, yeah, this kind of ruins the point of collecting, but I guess that was the point of it. <laughs> it does? Yeah. We're going to see, like, a bunch of car stuff uh, to see at the end. This film does the unfortunate, let's introduce a new character in the third act. Yeah, routine. that's that's verboten. I don't know if it's verboten, but it's it's pretty ballsy to do that. You have to pull it off. The audience isn't, you know, it's it's from the perspective of the audience. This Johnny come who's this? What? Sometimes if it's a reveal, like right. they've been talking about, I've never met my mother, and then in the third act, I like it. Like we saw a house is not a home, and they introduce a character in the last third, which. This obnoxious dude. I like when there's a theme. There's like a theme, and then the character they introduce in the third act is representative of that. Right. Then it makes sense to the audience. Then it makes sense because it's bigger than, yeah. The devil came out. Okay, now we have a little montage again. Go grab your stogies, turn your coat. It's party hats and power at convention time. It's convention time. Here, hi, I'm Mike from the Capitol Steps. Hello, Ed, uh, PBS presents Mike Spiegelman live on at the Capitol. Hey, it's convention, it's convention time. Hey, what's up with that convention? I'll be by the piano, right? <laughs> <laughs> so the animation is gorgeous, but they're just killing time. Have a button, have a cigar. Right, they all blew up, and that's a long-going thing. We watch the other characters blow up. Oh, look, there's the convention sign. Why do you keep giving out sticks? They're pogo sticks. Oh. <laughs> oh. I've never heard that before. Oh, <laughs> is he stuffing the ballot box? For convention time. <laughs> the animation is great. Yeah. I was thinking that again when they were doing the boats, the car splash. Yeah. Budweiser. Oh yeah. So the villain is putting up uh the competitor the, the opponent's poster up there. There's nothing delivered with this convention. We don't actually see a convention. They just sing a song, you know. Nobody looking a speech. Nope. Pogo's gonna say, I don't accept this nomination. Okay, because the big end of any convention is their candidate comes out and says, Thank you for choosing me. Right. That's usually the conventional Convention. Convention. Are they stuffing the ballot box? I don't really know what they're doing. Uh-oh, he's going to graffiti. Whoa, he totally decimated that. How can they survive that mustache? 
at the convention, everyone's for a candidate and they do vote. And that's supposed to say, this is the person we choose for president. So I right. guess they're and they show it on TV. We interrupt this program to announce that Bogle Possum has won the nomination for the president of the U.S. and A. Possum, a native of the seldom remembered Okefenokee Swamp, has adamantly refused to accept the nomination. Encouraged by his stand, Bogle workers have pushed the nominee from the floor on the first ballot. They vowed to carry their man all the way to the Oval Office. Feet first, if necessary. Head first, Head first if not. If not. For more. I like that. Feet first, if necessary. Yeah. Head first, if not. That's a great <laughs> line. But again, it's like, you see it coming. I don't know. There's something about the humor that's just, it doesn't connect to me. I get it. Well, yeah, I when I was watching it, I was like not really enjoying it. Uh, I think maybe that's why. I. They were saying right. stuff that was obvious and this like, is all right. So we, really funny. <clears throat> yeah. So we're we're heading to the third act. But we have a nice healthy half hour before this film wraps up. So it does a very strange thing. The mole says, I know what I'm gonna have to do. I'm gonna have to dress up as a dog catcher and catch Pogo Possum. And it's a little too much for Muskrat. And when he realizes what he's gonna do, that he's gonna probably kill Pogo, he slams the door on him. Watch, here we go. Uh, I'm going to withdraw Pogo from the race permanently by my means. And he's like, I, by any means? Boom. He's not going to take it. Vincent so for the rest of this movie, the mole is going to pop out. He's going to be dressed as a dog catcher, which is not a big surprise to everybody. But I don't know. Like, This is established one hour into the film. We still have another half hour and it's Once not really a while, a he shows character. up. Is this the new character you're talking about? No. So basically, they're going to get Wiley Cat, who's also voiced okay. by Jonathan Winters. And Wiley Cat, he looks like the bad guy in those Mickey Mouse cartoons, like Big Bushery. Uh, what was that stupid mouse? Like a big, I don't know, Peg Leg Pete or something like that. I don't really uh, remember the bad guy in Mickey Mouse. Well, they kind of retconned him, you know, in, in more recent Mickey Mouse stuff. I think it's like oh. Pete. Okay. And uh, so there's going to be Wiley Cat. They're going to realize they caught the wrong guy. They didn't catch Pogo, as you can tell. Oh, oh the lights are out. I say, where to go? That could be San Freeburg, too. <laughs> so they're going to find, they're going to go to the swamp. They're going to talk to this uh, Bobcat or what have you. And yeah. then they're going to bring out Wiley Cat. And Wiley Cat's going to car chase Pogo. And car chase. going to. Yeah, and then the film's going to end, basically. So I don't know what's up with this ending. Look it out. Look how pretty. Yeah, and, you know, is this shadow puppetry or is this straight-out animation? It's it's still claymation. Oh, my God. Tricking everything. Okay, so Pogo's still, like, I'm not... We've got to use the wow. old savvy, the like know-how, this. the moxie, and mother wit. I mean, we have to act like the red-blooded pioneers who invented the tall car, the square peg, the empty vistas of the TV screen. We are true patriots, true night errants, blue-blooded boys. Okay, so he's going to start doing a sports analogy. They need to sell Pogo and, as a product. And the only right. funny line this guy says is that we'll... Uh, We'll put it, we'll show it, we'll, we'll deliver the message where they live on the TV set. So he'll say, like, 
will reach the voter for where they live. The TV will put a commercial on. So right now he's doing a big sports analogy. Is, is he, that he his? Could, is that the joke you're talking about? We'll no, do it where they live. Yeah, yeah. Arouse the hunger of a hundred million humble hearts. Flame the flaring passions of the man in the street. Any questions? Yes. What in the world do you put in your watermelon preserves? It's delicious. Uh oh, he's eating something. What are these? Campaign buttons for old Pogue Natch. <laughs> I'm a goner. I ate one. I thought they were potato chips. But, but. Jesus Christ, take a chill pill out. Who put Coke in his Tootsie Roll? Oh, you have a problem. Oh, you got a square to set uh, round peg. I just ate one. From Detroit, you know, increase its product. Too dangerous. Can you imagine having to recall the entire month of July? Right. See, it's like all political humor, which is political of the humor. But at one point they say, we need to sell them. And he makes, oh yeah, get free. Well, we can get free money. Well, everyone's too late. That's what Washington does. Besides, all our funds shrunk in the laundry. They shrunk in the laundry. Don't look at me. I told you it would all come out in the wash. And it surely did. It came out in the wash, girl. What we need are a bunch There's of commercials. All right, here we go. That's my Right where they live. In their TV sets. Yeah. We'll reach the people right where they live on their TV set. That's Beauregard Dog on the dog food. Uh, oh, he's a, okay. He's he's like a character in the swamp, but he's not in this movie. Listen, there was this answer. like um, late 1800s uh, uh, woman who lived in the backwoods kind of woman who would smoke a corn cob pipe. Right, you always see old right. ladies with no jaws smoking it. Yeah, you know, or no, no teeth. That's what I meant yeah. with slack jaws. What is the Appalachia? Appalachia. Is oh, the Appalachian. Yeah, right. Like well, is that then, where uh, we are. Well, I always think of it as William Faulkner. Remember, William Faulkner had this fake Southern county that all his stories took place, like Yokonoga County. I so thought that was kind of a take are, of it. You don't know. Like, they're down south. They're in Louisiana. In their swamps. Yeah. They're, they're, no, they're Louisiana the swamp. The Appalachian Trail. The Appalachians is the mountain range above well, where we are. Which explains why they've been cooking meth this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Witcher's bone. You don't know where they're located, this swamp, right? It's a fake place. It's a fake, yeah. It's like Bloom County. It's somewhere in America. Go tell a good news. But if you're somewhere in America that is the South, as opposed to somewhere in America that is the Midwest, as opposed to but I also America think it's like the political swamp too, because they would have all these political characters show up. Lyndon Johnson would show up. It's basically he would. There was a month. It took a month for a comic strip to appear in a newspaper. It wasn't like yeah. six days to air like right. South Park. So yeah. they had a. He had a meter his political humor so it would still be fresh you know right, i think right. dewsbury has a shorter window or uh and he also had alternative strips because a lot of newspapers weren't that thrilled by the politics so he would have like a you know a happy-go-lucky strip yeah 
So what's happening now is Corn Cob Lady said, you know, you can't have Pogo as a single dude. He needs a first lady like that French chick. Right. So, you know, after telling her to join a kissing booth, they're now saying we want you to be the first maid of Pogo. So here it's claymated. I love when they do the silhouette thing. The silhouette's gorgeous. Yeah. And I kind of hope it was animation because it just looks great. There was a, you ever see Wes Anderson's movies? He did a couple of full-length clay animation films, the Fantastic Mr. Fox and then Isle Isle of Dogs. Yeah, right. Yeah, that Fantastic Mr. Frogs, I got to tell you, and I thought this when I read, you know, when my kids read the book when they were little. That movie, that book, it's horrible. The guy always wins. He always wins. He wins, 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 wins. The whole movie just makes the guy cool. Yeah, he wasn't that cool. That's not a hero. He thinks he's a Fonzie, but he's really more of a Ralph Mouth. Is that George Clooney Fox? I, I don't know what that means, but... <laughs> well, he thinks he's cool, right? He thinks he's Fonzie. But the thing is, he always is successful and wins, and he went and he stole all the stuff every time, and the guy's like, yeah. oh, that Fox! The whole movie! <laughs> yeah, and then have you seen Isle of Dogs? No. Is that at the grocery? It's, uh, I don't know. I, I don't really understand that movie. It's all right. Well, they have a cat it's... food aisle. Ah. Uh. Okay, so there's, they're having, this is actually one of the funnier moments we just missed. Uh, you know, Porky and, and Pogo are complaining about the rest of the swamp, and then he goes, yeah, Pogo, they're even having a fish fry in your honor. And Pogo goes, I can smell that fry from here. We should go. <laughs> now he's And Albert, by the way. Look, his food is so bad. Albert's food that all the characters are going to be like, Woo-hoo! you know, they're going to take a sip and they're going to faint in the background. Did you see how they animated those, bu- not animated, those bubbles popping? I love it. Yeah. <clears throat> Let me find that quote. Okay. Did so the director of Evening Magazine. Out of the center of the screen. What's that? Move the mouse. Oh, no, it was me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, no problem. I have my, my mouse didn't show up. So here's what the guy says. The director says, is it possible to visualize something and can we make it real? And yeah. I really think that kind of stands in this, like with the bubbles and like, this, you know, they do a lot of stuff that they go the extra mile, a lot of it. Like they, if it's that possible, like they will do it. That sounds like a great philosophy. Yeah. Look, he tastes it. Blah. It's, these are like Bender jokes from Futurama. Here, let me try Mark this. Kenoy. I'm sure it's perfect. I think just like that, you should at least feel a little tickle. I don't know what you're all waiting for. It tastes perfectly funny. Ah! <laughs> Did not see that coming. You're right, Al, but could use a little more salt. Oh, you're killing me. It sure is a shame and a scandal that we're doing this political dinner for the benefit of a candidate that isn't even here. You mean which isn't even running? Oh, the boy's running all right, namely away from us. Oh, oh. <laughs> I tell you, texting Mike, I don't know about Pogo. I'm just I'm not into it. I don't know what to say. It's political humor. You see, during the campaign, he's running. Away from the campaign. Oh, oh he's running oh, look, all right. He's running all right. He's got a plunger. The Miss Beaver took a sip, and you can see her pass in the background, pass out in the <laughs> background. 
Yeah, so they're talking politics, you know. Oh, the issue of birth control. Oh. Exactly. With a special Just emphasis do. on the A. Especially if you're an owl or a turtle. You know, I huh. never knew. I don't know. It's over my head. What's the joke about birth control? Well, you know, exactly. Or eggs if you're an owl or a turtle. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get now it. he's saying like don't worry about government being bigger you know it was it was bigger this time it'll be bigger the next time and then it'll be even bigger than the next time so no worries again this is like we're not pointing out politicians right we're, we're talking, talking about, talking about government them. yeah we're doing like it's a horse race not the horses uh-oh i love how albert drinks eats the food with the cigar still in his mouth yeah no, okay, so this character is going to have a change. This is the just fine Fremont yeah. the bug. Well, yeah, he takes one sip. Opposition or? Okay, yeah, he's the competition. There's his mom, and he's drowning in Albert's god awful food. I don't think she's voiced by Vibrant Messi. Takes forever, Carl. This movie takes forever. Right? Uh, yes, you know well, what they're yeah. doing. You get the routine. Just, you know. Well, we have 20 minutes left, something like that. We're, we're... Yeah, there's still something. Okay, here we go. Okay, Fremont, Are you okay? Are you just fine? Well, the fact of the matter is, I feel rotten. Tiny little friendlet, talk to us, boy. That's precisely what I'm doing. Something has come seriously unstuck in the boy's bean, and you is to blame. You is to blame. More salt. Oh, oh Remount, my boy, what have they done to you? Here we go. Let's Frankly, get I don't know the vein to whom you are referring. But don't you feel just fine anymore? Let's get one thing straight, you pea-brained excuse for a hairbrush handle. Ooh, what a thing to say, a turtle. I never felt just fine, and have said it for the very last but what about your platform? I do not have one. I do not want one. And if I should ever find myself within 50 yards of one, I shall jump right off. Listen, young one, that's a much selfish point of view. You've got to have a commitment and perseverance. I think uh, that is to say what you mean, okay. it. So the candidate takes one drowns in Albert's soup and changes his tone. Now he says multiple words and he, he's... And he's not running. Not running. Oh, no way. I am maybe close to a platform. I will jump off of it. Now, the the brain trust is learning it right now. Yeah, they're doing like the Gargamel Azrael hanging out by the tree listening to the Smurfs routine or something. Oh, you don't get that reference. Well, no, I... I what was it? Gagriel? What'd you say? Yeah, Gagriel. Really? It's Gargamel. Gargamel. <laughs> he created a uh, Smurfette to create the Yeah, she was created by Gargamel to haunt the 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 pants, the white pants of all those Smurfs. <laughs> there weren't wrinkles on those little white pants until she showed up. Well, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't have made her for haunting. I, Hmm. I think he was trying to like create a female presence and ruin the Smurfs, but they actually just embraced her. 
Do you uh, feel the Smurfs is a world I should explore? No, absolutely not. Okay, okay. You know, I'm a big Smurfs fan because I used to read the the Belgian comic from the 60s and 70s. Okay. So if you have a chance to read the original, you might as well. So it wasn't just a silly It was both. Yeah, it was both. It was a European mainstay that had it had a Papa Smurf. There was like a, a, a they had a live action show in Europe where this guy was like uh, dressed up as I like imagine. a father. He was like a human being who had Smurf friends. Okay. And then in the eighties, Hanna Barbera released the Smurfs in the United States, and you know, like Hallmark sold little plastic Smurfs, and the thing just blew up. Okay. Okay, now they're going to the wrong side of the swamp. Are okay. The mole and the Jewish-looking guy, I mean the muskrat, is now going to find some kind of opposition to stop Pogo once and for all. They basically want to kill Pogo. Okay. And they're going to get Wiley Cat to do it. Okay. I will. Okay, finish. Let's go. Not so fast. We don't really... I, I kind of want to get some of Vincent Price before this movie wraps up because he okay. does a good job. Everyone does a great job. Okay, here's our third third act characters are popping up too though. Um, Seminole Sam. Seminole Sam. And assistant to Mr. Wiley Cat. I am his personal confidant. It looks great. This animation is gorgeous. Maybe it's not bad they're introducing a new cat. Maybe because it's escalating. He's getting outside help. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I always, I always think characters introduced in the third act are more concepts. They are basically the human form of everything the characters have been avoiding. Mm-hmm. You know, they they become you know they show up as a human and then they have to deal with it. So it's usually like I don't know. I guess the, the classic example for me is Funny People, where Eric Bana shows up in the last half hour. Uh, Funny People and, is that the one we saw? No, that's some. Um, no, no, it, it was a recent film. It was uh, Judd Apatow with Adam Sandler. Came out about ten years yeah. ago. Yeah. Okay. So, like, three-hour movie. Is it the one in which, like, um, uh, he's um, helping this star, and there's the Australian family, and okay. right, right. That's a yeah. So Eric Bana is the Australian, I guess, ex-boyfriend of uh, the woman he likes, or or current boyfriend, husband, husband, husband. No, husband. Yeah, okay, husband. yeah. So the husband shows up in the third act and causes hell. No, I don't think. I, uh... All right, so uh, they're going to get Wiley Cat. Here's Wiley Cat himself. Oh, we're scared. This is Jonathan Winters. What have we here, boys? Wiley Cat. Boy, boss, good thing you showed up. Yes, sir. Yeah, I've been. You need to keep the money for himself. Yeah, like the fox was like, "Oh, you want to talk to Wiley Cat? You got to give me money." And then Wiley Cat shows up. What's going on? They're like, "Fuck, we're out of here." So basically, I don't know. It's not the greatest ending, especially with all this politics and politics. I just thought it was going to go somewhere. Now, are they having him kill him or catch him? Uh, I think, no, no, they want to, like, I don't know, scare him or, or, you know, but Wiley is saying, oh, I'll kill him for you. If you're talking about the pitiful possum name, Oga, 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 you know (laughs) what I mean? We know Pogo. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Coast Captain doesn't really get Pogo, but 
yeah, he basically says, yeah, no problem. I know this possum. I'll kill him for you. And they're like, you don't have to kill him. They're like, no, 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 no. I'm going to kill him. Yeah, I got it. We're asking you not to kill him. Well, you know. Oh, yeah. But you know what? The cat's out of the bag. I'm a goblin. What can I tell you? I'm going to take it to the end point. And what are you going to do about it? And they're like, yeah, nothing. Let's hear it again. Um, second thoughts for just that I said anything about mine. Uh, Wiley, if I may call you that, is that thing loaded? Oh, Betsy here is always ready. <laughs> Fucking Jonathan Winter. Is this thing loaded? Oh, Betsy here is always loaded. Bam. <laughs> just like that? Hey, I gotta tell you, man, Jonathan Winters, there's some great content out there. There was a a CD, this guy released voicemail messages from Jonathan Winters. (laughs) That he didn't know were going to be public, just like... Right. He just called his buddy and left these rambling Jonathan Winter messages. (laughs) And then I remember he was being interviewed on 60 Minutes, and at the time, you know, he was alive at the time... Jonathan Winters had a car with a megaphone on his roof. Right. And he would drive around talking to people. <laughs> like one of those cars, like a political. Yeah, oh, like vote for Pogo. So he'd say, they said you have oh, like you come I'm back Jonathan Winters. <laughs> okay, now we got another song again. Yeah. Pogo for president. Here's the three frogs. We're all singing to this song, not filler. It's not filler because it took them months to make. Yeah. We saw that before. We saw that exact scene. Okay. You didn't notice that? The frogs came out? Uh, No, I thought it was slightly different, but I am wrong. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Wait, didn't we see this? Yeah, maybe. It doesn't matter. Okay, so it's a montage of... uh... We're seeing some of the past. But before I do, I is going to stand up for my rights. Oh, you're you're standing up in the pie. I am now saying it for the last time. I absolutely, emphatically, and alphabetically will not run. Well, I won't even walk for the presidency. So forget about poking at me and trying to marry me off to Mamzelle Hepzibah. Enough, no more, and, and, and goodbye. Wait. What do you think he meant Wait. by that? I'm not exactly sure. Jesus Christ. What a noisy film, right? Yeah. Here's how you exit. Carl, I will not do it. Boink, bonk, boink, boink, bonk. I think he said he was going to do it. No, I think he said he was going to do it. I distinctly heard him say he was going to do it. I did not. I did not. Now, can we end this scene? Okay, now this is some classic shit right here. So these are all little props. They actually built all this shit. Yeah. And it falls. And then they're going to do a funny bit. So Albert's able to contain this is like laurel and hardy you know when they're holding flowers so these okay. little these little mice are like you gotta we got bad news graham rascals we've got important problems to get ourselves into you got important problems to get ourselves into <laughs> give the lads a chance after all out of the mouths of babes and other vermin Oh, no, he's in danger. Mo and Deacon are after him. Got this minute. Old news. Doesn't mean snack. Yeah, he's saying he's dressed up as a, a dog catcher. We know that. Yeah. 
Oh, now they have Wiley Cat. Check it out. They have help from Wiley Cat. What a great double take. And he knocks That's everything over. That is bad news. Right? He he catches everything. He meticulously stacks it up. They say Wiley Cat's coming. He's like, ah, oh, big right. deal. Who get Wiley Cat? And he knocks what? everything over. <laughs> so, yeah, Wiley Cat shows up and they get into a big car chase and then the film kind of ends. Okay. Oh, yeah. And he's like, well, I don't have to worry. I'm a campaign manager alligator, you see here. And then the mice said, hey, he said, especially he's going to go after any campaign alligators. <laughs> <laughs> so then, now he's like, oh, in that case, I'll better leave. Like, we know the cadence of this movie, but is it funny? Like, we know mm. this is how the joke's got to play out. Little exclamation point. So they're getting out of town. Albert's That's the smartest done. move. This taxi drive it reminds me of Who Frames Roger Rabbit when the cab driver shows oh. up at the end. His little he's, cab buddy. He's and he's, he's in disguise, Albert. He's basically buying the car for 99 cents. Really? Yeah. These frogs are pretty suckerful. Sucker all free right. city. Sucker free. All right. So, sucker free swamp. SF. Well, that's on empty. Must be running on fumes. Yeah, mine. Get over. <laughs> that's a Carl line. This, this, it's almost ends. This car's running out fumes. Carl says, "Yeah, mine. Get going." <laughs> they lost their suitcase too, right? They. Yeah. They just threw it on the roof, like they didn't tie it down. Now, poor old Porky Pine. They're saying like we got to run, and we have room for one person in the car. Right? Who's it going to be? Yeah. It's got to be Pogo, because otherwise the cat. But Pogo will right. not get it. None, not understand the danger. So Porky's going to be like, "Well, hey, they're coming back to save me. Well, to to pick me up. Well, they're good friends, and they're going to drive by. Let's see, Let's see what the point of this is." Well, let me tell you, don't be so uppity, Mr. Nominee. You ain't president yet, and this is no time to practice. Let's get out of here. Wait, all you gotta do is hop on the running board. Churchill will be down here working the pedals while Stu steers, and Howland calls the shots. Go ahead. They ain't inviting me. No. Yeah, they didn't invite me. So that little frog was able to drive a car, but for these animals, one has to yeah. do the steering <laughs> wheel. Yeah. Yeah, they left old Jonathan Winters. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. 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 And now it's just pretty animation, if you ask me. There's no more real politics. They're just going to flee town, and then Wiley's going to chase after them. What good oh, they're, they're coming for me. Oh, so Pogo falls off. Nice. You know what's interesting? I was going through a lot of the trivia, and when this was reissued by Disney, they changed Jimmy Breslin's line about the saying up all night, thinking about you bastards, to oh. bozos. To bozos. Oh. They changed the word bastards to bozos. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I still think that's the, probably the best part of the movie. Yeah. Uh, there we go. Carl likes this little silhouette it looks gorgeous right and it yeah, looks yeah. close to the strip the 2d animation 
<laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to think of a, a like Garfield in 3D. I could deal with a lot of live action. I don't know. We watched for the Razzies. Uh, Pete Davidson was nominated as his performance as Marmaduke. Right. And the made for Netflix Marmaduke movie was had nothing to do with the strip. This is has to do with the strip at least. Yeah, you can say that about it. Whoa. Yeah. Is that a mod? That's a v it's a bug. It's a ladybug. It's it a VW is. ladybug. Uh-huh. Okay, okay. The Hitler car. Right. Yeah, right. Hitler was into ladybugs. No, he made he, he made he Volkswagen? Made not the company, but he was like, I want a car that's cheap enough for the average man. You ever notice how the the bug looks all 1930s looking? All yeah, the Hitler. Yeah. It really was. Oh, yeah. yeah, I don't... Like, this is a, not a great ending to me. Okay. Whoa! Action! Looks gorgeous. Where did they go? Look, they got the little wall, door silhouette. Albert went through the wall into the refrigerator. <laughs> These guys got tarred and feathered, I guess, covered in flour. They got covered in mud. And everyone lived. Yep. I don't know what happened to Wiley. Oh, there's Wiley. Some days it isn't even worth crawling out of the grave. See, because he's a mole. He doesn't get out you of bed. Know, folks, right, right, right. It seems to me that the more some folks try to mix things yep. to their own end, the more, the more folks kind of mess up the way they kind of go to things their own end in my own way. Are, is this our epilogue? That's right. So we're not going to have the election. Never. No election. This is worse than Wade's World 2. We're never going to get to Wayne Stock. This is mighty confusing to me. You, 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 old friend, there is one thing we could go fishing that fills me with confidence about our country's future. Uh huh. What's that, Bogo? The end. None of us will get elected. Oh, look at this beautiful. It's hard to be a friend. Look at a little V of the. There we go. So they interviewed Kim Balanch, and the guy has this great Jersey accent, his New York accent. So if you ever have a chance to watch the evening magazine, you just gotta listen to him. Carl, that's it. Thank you, Michael Carl Jr. Jr. Carl Tobacco. Tobacco Jr. That's our son. They're fabricators, the people who do the little clay animation. At all Carl, what'd you think of this movie? I I I enjoyed watching it because it's pretty. That's about it. And it made me if laugh every watching, now and again. What's that? And it made me laugh every now and again. Yeah. I enjoy here. I, I love the animation. I love the the source. I think the voice talent was exceptional in this movie. I mean, they really got the best of the best. If you have Jonathan Winters and Vincent Price <laughs> and fucking Stan Freeberg and Ruth Buzzy, that's uh, so far so good, right? Yeah, Throwing first yeah. the cat. I so agree. I love the... Yeah, and the songs aren't that bad. I mean, but I don't get it, right? Yeah, and like things sort of didn't make sense. That like that little bug who said just fine. We never saw his side of the campaigning or anything. It would just hang around like he had nothing to do, right? At Pogo stuff, and um, 
they didn't have an election, you know. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't enjoy it. I, I liked watching it. I think it I should like be watching skills. It. Flexiform. Framed Produced in, in Flexiform. Yeah. I'm glad no California raisin showed up and made an appearance. I'm glad they didn't talk about Jesus Christ. Hey, Davey. I'm glad <laughs> like Gummy didn't, wasn't there. I'm yeah. glad it wasn't like a experimental. Yeah, Mr. the animation is it's, it's really well done. It's just the political. It's just they kind of go for this generic political humor. Oh, yeah. And then up next, up next on Showtime Family Did Time. I miss it? You have to share, it, I guess. I ruined it. No, no. It was like the split second. It's the Mr. Remember the Mr. Books from England? Like oh, Mr. Sad, stand Mr. by for I gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So if you had Showtime and you paid for the family channel back in the day, right. your, your kid will watch some classy bullshit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's it. We just watched some classy bullshit. 1980s. I go pogo. It's worth a watch. Just I'm glad we did it. Yeah, it was yeah. pretty. Yeah. Thank you, Carl, for letting me do the switcheroo. There's no way you were going to no sit problem. through that movie. I sat through it for you. Very nice. We were gonna sit through, we'll be sitting through a next movie. It's Stewardess School. We gave it away. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, check that out on Amazon. It has, uh, it's like Animal It's Police Academy, but it's with it Stewardess. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. So we look, it's like Hamburger the movie. But with stewardess so we look forward to uh watching that next time so if you're listening to us on mutiny radio check out their website they have live comedy shows there's a donation bunny uh button you could give some money to be a venmo if you want and then check out their shows check us out on our podcast check please sign up for our youtube you don't have to watch us to sign up you have as to always watch. you just subscribe to us <laughs> you don't have to listen or watch it just Go ahead and add another extra number, uh, subscriber for us. We no, <laughs> you don't have to rate us or review us. Just subscribe and not fucking watch it. That's all we ask. <laughs> That's Carl, all you what ask. a pleasure. Thank you very much, Mike. Appreciate it. As always, I realize how much work you do when I have to do it myself. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> and audience, we hope you enjoyed this movie. We'll be back next time. Steward of School. Same time, same channel. Michael Spiegel, Spiegel. Na, na, na. I might have gone to a wrong chord there. Okay. Let us watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Michaels, Spiegel, Man, and Carl. Let us watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Michael Spiegelman and Carl. Bala Mike. Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Very important acronym. It's Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. Let us watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Michael Spiegel, Man, and Carl. Let us watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Car Michael Spiegel, Man, and Carl. La da da. Da 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 da. 
Say okay. it isn't so. Oh, my love is a heartbreaker. I'm going to put that at the end. Some individual concern. Fight, fighting an enemy. Six o'clock. It's time for the joke workshop here on Mutiny Radio. Yay! .fm and .sf. Um, we've got microphones out there for comments today because we have a really short list, so um, we can do like longer sets too. Or if you have questions at the end of your set about specific jokes, that's fine. Ask us, and um, I'll take notes today if you're interested in what I think. Um, uh, if I'm in a weird, if I'm in a punchy mood, it's because, uh, I find out in less than 24 hours about the fate of Mutiny Radio. And so that's kind of, uh, freaking me out, dude, but it will all be fine. I mean, either way, it's, everything's going to work out in the end. Uh, and you'll all, I'm sure you'll, if you're, if you see me tomorrow or, or I, you'll see on the internet. Uh, what happens it, the drama will unfold either way all right when you hear the horn it means you have a minute uh your first comedian isn't here uh and that's okay he's visiting us from new york and he um it just didn't make it on time and that's fine but your next comedian i'm really excited that he's here and he has a bunch of new material to check out and the pacing i was just overhearing you uh hey clap your hands together everybody for colin braun all right, get ready for some red flags. Who here likes balloon animals? Follow-up question, who here has balloons? Pam, 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 eye contact, eye contact. Would I have asked that question if I wasn't prepared? Thank you. I'm going to try that again. And when I ask if anybody here has balloons, you will not be helpful, okay? Does anybody here have balloons? No? Nobody has balloons? No one, it would really help me out if someone had... All right, well, that's too bad. All I have are these bags I have to take with me when I walk my dog. Uh, but these are kind of like balloons, so let's see what we can do. Now, everybody, I must advise that I am a trained professional and that you... Could not try this at home. Make a wish. Mm. Mm. I wish I used a fresh one. <clears throat> a goose. Thank you. Thank you. 
Thank you. Pull out your camera phones now and snap a photo, everybody. You are looking at the picture of mental health. And you may be saying, Colin, that doesn't look like any goose I ever saw. And that may be true, but none of those geese were also a clear cry for help. Um, has anyone else been struggling since I got divorced? <laughs> been trying. Um, I don't know if you guys are good with rejection, but I'm not. Um, and um, I'm going to do with these what most people in my neighborhood do. Um, <laughs> but I met a very handsome gentleman the other day named Matt from Denver. Met him on a Wednesday. Did a little bit of dancing, a little bit of drinking, a little bit of kissing. But then he had to go because he's visiting from out of town. He had places to be. So he gave me his number and then he left. And then he texted me about all the things he wanted to do to my butthole involving the word wreck. <clears throat> then over the next few days, we were texting, figuring out the right time. And then suddenly he said to me that he wasn't interested in meeting up anymore because he was starting to pick up a pretty unstable vibe. Can you believe that? Starting. Like, dude, when you met me, I was drunk at a bar on a Wednesday. That's a red flag. In the span of the 30 minutes that we interacted, he learned that I am a recently divorced gay stand-up comedian who works in the construction industry and rides a motorcycle. My hobbies apparently include binge drinking on Wednesdays and making out with strangers while wearing this necklace. Where did you ever pick up a stable vibe? Guys, look under your seats. Look, check up the floor. Are there any green flags that I may have dropped? These are green bags. It's definitely not the same thing. If I were stable, I would not be standing here right now. I would be at home with my husband. And when did mental stability become a prerequisite for hooking up with a stranger visiting from out of town? I have traveled quite a lot in my time, and banging local crazies is without a doubt the best part. I hooked up with a guy in Nashville who choked me like he was a serial killer. And then I saw on the news six months later, I think he may have actually been a serial killer. But I'm not blonde, so I did not get murdered. I did get the best dick of my life by far. But um, I guess that, that, old, that old thing holds true about crazy people being good and bad. I, obviously, am terribly, disgustingly lonely. And so if you give me even the slightest ounce of validation, I will be very thankful. It's the same reason why I do comedy. I like making people happy. Thank you. This is just way more efficient. I only have like five minutes up here, but if I had more time, I would blow every person in this room. And in the minute I have left, I don't think I'd make it past the third row. This quality takes time. But what I'm saying is that um, telling a room full of people that you don't really know is a massive red flag. And if this set has been any indication, I think we can all agree that Matt from Denver fucking missed out. So now I have nobody. I don't have Matt from Denver. I have nothing. I am broken. 
I am lonely, I am shattered, I am a husk, um, but I do have very good credit. So at least capitalism loves me. So I'm gonna get on going. I have a date with a cutie named Chase. And let's just say there is interest. All right. My name is Colin Braun. Have a nice night. Hooray for Colin Braun. I'm sorry for laughing at your pain. But it can change just like that. Just like that. All of a sudden, one person like shows interest in you and you're like, no one showed interest in me in forever. Then somebody's showing it. You're like, what? And they're like, they're really pretty. And you're like, what? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm talking about myself. But uh, you, you, you're really pretty too, Colin. That was lovely. Feel better. Yay. Call, clap for Colin again. He needs it. Yay. You're so cute. Yay. Don't die. Don't die. <laughs> oh. You could, <laughs> that's good. You, okay, uh, we'll talk to them. We'll bring the next person up. Um, Ian, I moved you down the list one just so you can relax for a second. Your next comedian just got back to us from college in Vermont. I'm so glad he's back. Yay. Put your hands together for Charlie Moore. Yay. Woohoo. It's actually so great to be back. You get to see the sun again. Gotten like two shades darker, so nigga. Still say it wrong every time. Uh, I've talked a lot before. Uh, I played Division Three basketball out in college. For those of you who don't know, there's three levels to college basketball. Division One, which is sponsored by Gatorade. Division Two, which is sponsored by Powerade. And Division Three, which is sponsored by Financial Aid. Yeah. <laughs> to be quite honest, though, I really, I really enjoy it. Like, it's not that bad, but sometimes I do have these moments where, like, I look at my body, and I'm like, Charlie, you're 6'5", black, you should play Division I basketball. Like, if I just listened to my racist swimming coach a little bit earlier, like, yeah, that was horrible. Um, I don't know. Like, my team, we're not bad, to be quite honest. We played against a Division I team, and we only lost by 17 points. Their women's team was pretty good, <laughs> to be quite honest. Uh... One thing that always bothers me is the penalties we have for streakers. Like, I was reading this article, and this guy got sentenced to five years in prison and had to register as a sex offender for streaking at the Little League World Series. That's fucked up, right? That's unfair, right? Five years in prison for streaking at the Little League World Series? Oh, I said the joke <laughs> before the punchline. <laughs> Anyways, it doesn't make sense. Uh, I used to be addicted to vaping. I knew I had a problem with vaping when I dropped my vape in the toilet, and my first thought was, put it in rice. That'll fix it. I knew I was broke when I made sticky rice. That's how I knew I was broke. Yeah, and I've actually been doing this thing called the rubber band method to get over it, where every time I feel an urge to, like, vape, I snap myself with a rubber band. And I don't know, just to prove it, not wearing the rubber band. I did not plan this right. But anyways, the rubber band was supposed to break when I claimed I wasn't looking at it. Funny if you think about it. Um... I think the biggest generational gap between the generations is how we use Google Maps. Like me, I blindly follow it. My parents, they follow, but they argue every once in a while. And my granddad refuses to drive if the voice is female. Yeah. I'm so reliant on Google Maps that I walk three blocks down the wrong street before realizing I still had it set to walking directions. <laughs> it's bad. I don't know. Like, I'm so blindly following it. Like, if Google Maps told me to jump off a bridge, I would follow it the way Anchorman follows the teleprompter. Did I say told me to? I meant gave me an excuse to. Okay, wrong wording. 
what else? Uh, I'm, I know I've talked about a lot about my ex and stuff. I haven't, but pretend this is an actual set. But I just want to say, I am fully over her. I'm fully over her. Like, I don't even feel sad anymore when she doesn't respond to my goodnight texts anymore. It, I don't feel sad. No, like, did I arrange a threesome with a girl who had her name and a girl who looks like her just so I could appropriately say her name during sex? No, because that'd be weird, right? Right? That'd be weird. That's why I haven't done it. Like, honestly, I haven't even talked to her in three months. 22 days. Nine minutes and 12 seconds. Okay, it has been a very long time since her funeral, to be quite honest. Like, all right, that's my time. Thank you, guys. Yay, Charlie Moore is back. Hooray. Yay! I hope I get to see you all week, uh, and Christmas time and all that stuff. And clap your hands together, everyone, for your next comedian, all the way from New York City. It's Ian Levy! Yay! Okay, here are my new jokes. Um, I, uh, uh, I find with the the people I've dated, they tend to have very uh, different taste than me. In my experience, like uh, they like doing different things. Like I like going uh, to thrift stores a lot, uh, and the women I date uh, tend to hate money. That is the big. It seems like the main theme with you know, like my ex used to always try to make me go to like fancy breakfast places. She's like, oh, we gotta go to this new brunch spot. They do a fun thing uh, where they take your wallet and burn it in front of you. It was a good time and. Uh, I was like, do we get any food? And she goes, no, no. You know, you just sit there hungry for an hour. Then I take a picture of a mimosa and then we leave. Uh, okay, there we go. I um, I like learning about history. Uh, I recently learned about, uh, I've been learning about samurai recently and the, the art of, uh, do you guys know seppuku? Where they used to, if you dishonored your, uh, if you dishonored your, your lord or master, you would take a sword and stab it into your intestines and do almost like a Z shape. You drag it over and then up into your heart uh, to, to die. And to some people that sounds extreme. To me, that just sounds like good customer service right there. That's a real, I worked in a lot of cafes and people would get so mad if you screwed up their order. But you know what would have shut them up? If I just pulled out a sword, it was like, ah! You know, like into the full, I brought dishonor to the Starbucks. So there we go, that's true. I people I worked in a Starbucks for a long time. People were so mean, and then I worked in a slightly nicer cafe, and people were way nicer. Did you guys know that was a uh, people get it, it, they? It's a weird uh, way that you're treated because if you work at a shitty place, people the customers are mean to you. You work at a moderately nice place, the customers are nice to you, and then if you work at a really nice place, the customers are mean to you again. It comes full circle because rich people treat everything like a Starbucks so they don't care they can just buy another one but it's uh I always thought that was interesting you want to work at a place that the tip is is my tip for anyone who works at cafe you want to work at a place that's just nice enough that people are excited to be there it's like a, a treat you know where they're, they're like ooh, eight dollars for a latte but they still pay it because they're trying to impress a date you know that's what okay because really rich people they don't act like nice you know they act like uh customers in a uh okay no that's not going anywhere i don't know where i'm going with any of that i um I have a friend who writes uh, scripts for a true crime podcast um and i told her recently i was like i don't think your your job's gonna be around much like ai is gonna take that over 
because all she does is she doesn't even come up with the story. She gets sent, you know, like the information and then she just writes it up. And so pretty soon there's just gonna be an AI that does that. And you can also make an AI that's gonna go out and find the stories. You can even make an AI that does a voice that records the podcast. Really, you could have an AI do every part of the podcast. The only part you need a human for is going to be the woman who's murdered. That is the only part that, you know, pretty soon you don't have enough stories. You can make a robot that goes and kills women. So, you know, it just doesn't end. It just keeps going. Okay. Um, oh, boy. Yep. Um, okay. And now this story. I, uh, I get into a lot of dumb, bad situations because I make a lot of bad life decisions. Uh, I had this happen once. I was with this. I was at karaoke. I was very drunk and I met a woman and we were pretty much immediately all over each other. We were like making out. It was crazy. Uh, and then she got a text message and then she's like, I got to go. And I was like, what's wrong? And she said, uh, well, I got to come clean with you. I have a boyfriend. Okay. I just need to be totally clear. I have a boyfriend. He's at a bar. He wants me to come meet him right now. Um, but I want you to come with me. And, uh, and I was like, is your boyfriend going to be okay that I come with you? And she said, no, not at all. He's intensely jealous. Uh, to the point that I'm not even allowed to have male friends, but I want to keep hanging out with you. So what we need to do is we're going to arrive separately at the bar and then you're going to like pretend to meet me for the first time and my boyfriend at the same time. And that way, if he meets, if we all, if he thinks you're his friend, we can keep hanging out, which I'm like, you know, I'm not an expert on being a good guy, but, uh, it feels like that's maybe crossing a line somewhere. And then she said, if you do this, I will suck your dick. Um, so now I'm best man at their wedding. Okay, so there we go. Your boy's in. I'm going for it. Okay, that's uh, been my time. Thank you very much. Yay. Yay! The triumphant return of Ian Levy. Yay! Yay! Showing us how it's done. All right. Um, your next comedian isn't on time, so I'm just going to keep moving on down the list. And your next comic is one of my favorite people in San Francisco. She's amazing and sweet and funny. And just when people say that the next comic's a really good friend of mine, I'm like, yeah, she's like my only friend. Put your hands together for Lauren Kraut. Yay! That's Spencer's intro. Okay, thank you, Pam. Thank you, guys. Uh, oh shit. Okay. I'm going to try this out. I've, I've done it a couple of times, but, um, just not sure. I, Norman Vincent Peale said, whenever God wants to give us a gift, it drops it up in a problem. The bigger the gift we have coming, the bigger the problem we will receive. This is me writing a letter to God. Thank you, God, for this wonderful gift of wisdom so cleverly wrapped up in breast cancer. <laughs> if you don't mind, I'd like to exchange it. Did you keep the receipt? It is a little big. I kind of had my eye on a tennis elbow. That's more my size. Is that okay with you, God? Anyway, I already have one similar to this. Remember last year for my birthday, you gave me an insight encased in a fibroadenoma? Yeah, that was amazing. But you might want to rethink this cancer as a gift thing. I know some people get a lot out of it, but frankly, I prefer a watch. 
or some new shoes. Well, thanks again, God. Love, Lauren Kraut, San Francisco, California, USA, Earth. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. I tried that the other night, and the, the whole line at breast cancer, just the room fell out. <laughs> just like, oh, fuck. Okay. Um, we say something, some place, some time, someone, some who, some, some, no, not someone, some where, some what, and sometimes some when. But we don't say some who or some why. And I want to know why. What, what did they ever do to you? How come they're not words? I want to get to the bottom of this somehow. Thank you. There's more. Uh, if I can remember. I can't remember it. Um, I think some who and some why could be useful. And I'll give you an example. Some why over the rainbow. We don't really understand it all. Something about reflection of sunlight. I'm no expert here. Some why over the rainbow. Don't expect this all to rhyme. It's hard enough carrying the tune. I can't do both at the same time. Some who, somewhere, someone will uh, knows my struggle. All right. We don't sit out to ruin a day. You take one too many naps, smoke one too many joints, in the kitchen sink, and boom, the day is over. It's <laughs> fucked. And nobody wants it. You might as well stay home. Nobody wants to see an old giraffe telling jokes at an open mic. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I was walking down the sidewalk the other day, and I must have gotten too close to this guy because he stopped, turned, and said, you're right on top of me. And I swerved to avoid him, and I said, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to pass you. Why are people so slow? I mean, I'm an old lady, and I was walking faster than this young guy, and I was carrying groceries, for fuck's sake. I think it's because I lived in New York for so long. People walk faster there, don't they? They're, I'm always in a hurry. It's like, tick-tock, let's get there. Let's hurry up. And you lazy California fucks, you don't know how to walk. Don't make me swerve. You know, I'm going to stab somebody in the throat next time, and don't make me do that, because you know how I feel about blood. Thank you. All right. Um, because I have OCD, a lot of people have asked me to explain the difference between obsessions and compulsions. When you have obsessions, you worry a lot. You avoid unlucky things like raisins. Hate those fuckers. With compulsions, you repeat certain actions over and over. You touch and count whatever says, touch me, count me. Should you have both and you obsess all day about your compulsions, then you're fucked. Did I touch the kitchen table? When I left the kitchen, did I touch the table? It's Friday. I fight crime on Fridays. Fighting crime. All right, I got to go. There's some people in the other room I need to count. <laughs> Thank you. Hooray! Lord Kraut. It's always fun when you suddenly, I'm just like, oh, you have a whole new set now that I have to memorize. Uh, <laughs> just a minute, just a second. Hold on a second. Who's on second? What's on first? I don't know. Third base. Your next comedian, another friend of mine. He's so wonderful and fun and funny and lovely. Uh, clap your hands together, everybody, for Spencer Divine. Woo! 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 
so lucky. Ah, woo. Uh, so uh, I'm a poor comedian. It's not. Woo. Woo. Uh, I'm a poor comedian. Uh, I was born with a copper spoon in my mouth. I was a sickly child. Uh, and so I would always write people poems and like songs and stuff for Christmas because uh, my brother could actually paint and draw. And I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm good with word things. Uh, and, they'll, and they have to like it because it's still. So I told someone I'd write them a joke uh, for Christmas. Uh, and uh, they were like, oh, I don't know, make it about anything. And I'm like, you don't get how challenges work. You need to give me a thing. Can't write a joke about fucking anything. That's all my jokes. All my jokes are about anything. She's like, oh, I don't know, make it about the chaos during the holidays. And I was like, what's more chaotic than bees when you least expect it? So this is my bees when you least expect it joke. Okay, so this happened a couple of Christmases ago, and me and my extended family, we all went to Olive Garden, because when you're friends, you instantly become family. When you're already a family and you go to Olive Garden, you are now a double family. You're stronger than all the other families. Really, the more families you have involved, it's like the Highlander, it's exponential. You do become a stronger family. And so we're at Olive Garden, and we're just sitting there, and there's Cousin Jimmy with his shirt, D's Nuts, very, very funny. And they come out, our waitress comes out with a platter, right? And they're like, oh, man, there's something going on underneath that platter. It's like a lot, of, a lot of movement, a lot of action underneath that platter. And so she puts it down on the table, and she reaches for the lid of the platter, and she pulls it back. It's a steak fajita. And it's very delicious. And so everyone gets down on the steak fajita. And then it's time for presents because it was just dad's 60th birthday. And so I pull out this box, right? And it's wrapped in a delightful bow. And the man, oh, there's, a, oh, there's something in the box. Okay, so she, he goes and he opens and he pulls back the ribbon. When he pulls back the second ribbon... And he goes for the lid of the box. And it's a beautiful watch with an inscription on it that says, you know, your family loves you. And out of nowhere, a prison transport van crashes into the Olive Garden. And in the back of the, the, back of the doors, they jiggle. You know, and you're like, what? Oh, no, what's going to come out of there? It could be anything. And the doors bust open, and it's prisoners, okay? Because it was a prisoner transport, man. It's exactly what you expected. <laughs> and this is a stressful situation, so I pull out a new pack of Marble 100s, still with the cellophane on them, and I slowly unwrap the pack of cigarettes no way it's been tampered with in any way it's still sealed and so i open the box and i pull back the foil and there's cigarettes so i take out a cigarette and i'm smoking and the waitress walks up and she's like hey could you not smoke in here and i'm like why she's like we have a non-smoking policy i know there's a hole in the wall but it's still an olive garden and i don't care how if you're a triple family or a double family you're still just one 
family. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to smoke a cigarette. And she's like, no, don't smoke a cigarette. And I'm like, why? And she's like, they're watching. And I'm like, what do you mean? And all of a sudden, a bee drops onto the table. And I realize that not only is everything bees, everything has been bees, and everything will be bees. And the, the, the inscription on the locket was actually just formulated bees. The fajita, the steak bursts open. It's just full of bees. The waitress, you see a million decisions, pulls her handkerchief, has always been bees. You wake up. You, I wake up and reaching my legs out of a sticky honey cocoon, my thorax still beating, and I realize that I am a bee, and I, the world has been taken over by robot bees. And that is why I write jokes for Christmas, because I'm poor. Thank you, I've been Spencer Devine. Spencer Divine, everyone. That was a lot of fun. What a ride. That was lovely. Uh, your next comedian. Clap your hands in a while. Slappy like motion for Dan Guan. Yay! You're so tall, man. Hey, uh, what's up, everybody? Uh, some things about me. Uh, I like soccer. Uh, Do we got to watch the World Cup final the other day? Woo! All right, one woo, you know, one lady was shaking her head in the background. Yep, typ yep typical American. Yep, just what I like to see. Um, no, I, 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 like, I like soccer. I, I, like, I like how the World Cup is ending, so now that America, so now all my American friends can uh, stop pretending that they care. Anyway, um, no, I like it because it's such a hugely emotional sport, right? It's so damn emotional. Uh, and it's so emotional that I just don't understand. I think that I don't understand why Americans don't care about it a bit more. Like, because... The thing about that's weird about soccer is that, like, in the U.S., we have things called soccer moms, right? But in the U.K., they also have things called soccer hooligans. And if you don't know the difference, the difference is that with soccer moms, you love soccer so much that you'll just drive your kids to the pitch. Uh, whereas in the U.K., if you love soccer, you will, they drive your kids away from you because you drink too much. Okay, that's good. That's the one. Uh, I think it's weird that the U.S. doesn't really care that much about, like, soccer because it's, it's such an emotional sport. Like, you could do a lot of things with it. Because in the UK, what's different is that they literally have police to break up riots at games. We're Americans. We basically invented storming the Capitol. Like, what do we? Like, what more do you not want? Like, with that? Okay. And I, you know, can you imagine like the day that when in America if they actually care about soccer? Like, can you imagine if soccer moms are going around flipping over minivans just because they gave they gave their kid a yellow card? Like, that would be a truly, truly great day. All right, cool. This premise is dead. Anyway, um. Anyway, uh, uh, with a couple things about me, actually, as well. Uh, I actually speak a lot of languages, if you guys didn't know. I speak a lot of languages. Uh, I speak uh, English, uh, French, Chinese, uh, and a tinge of pretentiousness. Anyway, uh, yeah, and I think learning languages is really useful. Uh, not to just to talk to other people. Uh, mostly just to confuse racists. Yeah, because then when I, when I speak French, they're all just going to be like, I can't tell if you're a, a professor or a crazy rich Asian. Like, which one are you, you know? All right, cool. No, that's not, not going to work. That's that's fine. Uh, speaking of languages, uh, I one thing one thing I, I realized when I was, was growing up was that a lot of kids uh, growing up in my town they always liked loved it when I spoke Chinese to my parents. Like it, were, it would be a time when my phone would ring, uh, they would actually hush the whole entire conversation because they wanted to hear what I had to say, uh, which is always so stupid because they always pretended like that they always thought that they knew Chinese. 
like one of my conversations, they would just like stop and they would hear me say, uh, Steven, like, and they're like, that's it. That's it. Okay. All right. That, all right. That, that one's dead in the water. This is a tough night. All right. You guys having a good week this way so far. Um, let's see. Uh, I'm frugal, but I'm not cheap. Uh, and I think, and I, 